Hello, everybody. Welcome to Talk Together. This is the Talk Together for the Nexus Revolutions game that is just you've just watched on Twitch. Yes? Yes. Hi, I'm Josh. I'm your host. I was also one of the players. And we are going to be talking all things Nexus Revolutions from time loops to time warps to small little balls to that pesky Gargarius tusk and giant centipedes that I did not have an image of the human centipede in Doris form at all during the campaign. That's on you. That's on yeah, me. Yeah, I didn't paint that picture at all. That's no, that's just where my brain went. And I apologise. Anyway, uh, we are proud to be sponsored by Phoenix Dice and supported by Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms and Bearded Ladies. All of their links will be in the chat over that way. And we're also very humbly lovely people at the d20 club we love them they help us they help support us run everything that we do here if you want to follow the links in chat you can join from as little as one of your local currency or one goat please send that to tom if you do he needs more for his apparent goat farm that he's starting or cheese farm that doesn't involve goats we'll find out more about that at some point i'm sure it's an evolving story anyway pry. 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 hi everyone Hello. Hello. How are you all doing? Good. Good. Lovely to see your faces again. We we definitely didn't have a, a break between finishing recording and recording this. <laughs> Seamless. And it definitely was not my fault. No. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> As you can see, Ali is in yet another location. <laughs> and another look. <laughs> and another look. Yeah. Extremely well it could have been a month, a year, who knows? Maybe this was recorded at the beginning. Is this actually happening? Well, it's all, it's all begins. Are you, yeah. are you applying your reboot on this universe as well? Wibbly wobbly, timey wimey, what can I say? No. My brain hurts. Send <laughs> uh... me back to previous uh, crash of Bitcoin and then we will all be happy. Oh, yes. Yes, please. <laughs> that would be brilliant. I mean, I guess if we go back. 28 minutes each time is going to take a long time. Take a very long time. You have to relive the 28 minutes and you go back 48 minutes or 56 minutes and then it just keeps building up and building up and building up as you go and it's like, yeah. yeah, it's too yeah that's he... not what happened in Nexus. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's not at all. No. So, I think I think we'll start off, should we start off with a question or should we start off with a little bit of an explanation as to what was actually going on in Nexus, like the, the general <laughs> general vibes of the for those for people who may not have actually watched it and have come into this fresh and new for some right, reason. Who's, who's going to give the explanation as to what was going on? I mean, the, the person that knows, hopefully. <laughs> who's that? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. I'm Roland. Who wants to roll a question? Let's do that instead. Yes. Talk together. Will... Hosted by Josh is always chaos. I will roll. I will take up this mantle. Yes. I will roll that dice. Roll, roll that, that dice. dice. For a 16. Some 16. Okay. Now, I think this question is going to... This question is for everyone. And I think it's going to be a very difficult question for us all to answer because there was very many moments. What was our funniest moment? What was each person's funniest <laughs> moment throughout the game? There was a lot. Go on then, Abby. The party. The party loop. Oh, you stole it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes, yes, yes. Party was, party was definitely, 
unexpected. I think, especially, for, especially, <laughs> especially for, especially for Nat. Nat, Nat knew that we would excuse the term "fuck around" and find out, but I didn't. Don't think. In the, I don't think it was expected in that way. Uh, funniest moment for me had to have been the song choices that Evie came out with for Dree, and the way, <laughs> just the word in for them was just brilliant. That was my, that was my funniest moment. Sent back that, yeah. I think with it with the party, just to clarify that, um, while other people are, are thinking their their suggestions, um, I it it wasn't like totally unexpected because we got to the point by um, by episode three where you were like, oh, we know the mechanics now. We and and it's it was like um, instigation the party was the moment that you got it was that time either means anything we want it to or nothing at all mm. so may as well do the groundhog day and let's have a run but let's have a loop where we murder everyone let's have a loop where we just fuck around and party let's have a loop where we we find all the expensive shit and try it on and let's have a loop where we yeah where we mess things up because it doesn't matter and it, we get to try that um and uh yeah i think that was the point where you're not quite unlocked everything about your um, your personalities and your backstory yet, but you'd locked unlocked enough that you all had your new personalities and knew who you were at least since you woke up again. Um, for it to be like a like the ultimate rebellious, like oh great, we have autonomy now. This is exactly what we want to do. Fuck all. Um, so it was like a big. Uh, yeah, big fuck you to the system, and I support that. <laughs> I think my funniest moment is one that flows very under the radar. It's just me, but just watching Mike's face as he began with the Australian accent <laughs> and just realizing what a commitment that he'd made. <laughs> yeah. I, I loved that moment. I. How I long did it, it take you take me to tell you all that I'd made a mistake? <laughs> oh, no. oh, as soon seconds. as we as soon as we went off air, I think in the break or in uh, or after that episode, it was immediate. <laughs> well, so if you don't keep doing them, you're never going to get better at them, and I certainly exactly. needed to get better at it. So, <laughs> it makes perfect. You did very well. It you was did. just your dawning realization. Oh, no. It was great fun. It, I mean, that accent did make the character seem a lot sweeter, which was kind of the idea. So that was pretty handy. If it were possible for, yeah. uh, <laughs> for was curiosity to get any sweeter. Well, apart the fact, it's <laughs> a funny segue to my favorite moment, which was curiosity using Tinker's face to open up the um, the air vent. Um, oh yeah, that was locked, which I guess is less wholesome. But <laughs> <laughs> just the fact that like Josh just went with it immediately and just was like, "I'm okay with this," as I'm just like ramming Tinker's head into the. <laughs> let me out! Let me out! Let me out! Let me out! I just pictured that uh, scene from Toy Story Two where they all grab Rex, just charge down the tube <laughs> down the pipe with him. And uh, definitely your face when the. Um... Creepy automaton buddy um, caught you for the first time when we were pretend playing dad. Yeah, you were, um, I'm in danger. <laughs> oh no! 
<laughs> oh. oh yeah, that was that was um that was horrifying. If th- that would that would be down if we get the question, what was the scariest moment? Which I don't know if that's actually a question. Well, I mean, you've just asked it now. So. I'm going to yeah. ask it. I can see it. It's number fourteen. <laughs> Are there any moments of genuine scares throughout? That would be mine. Was the moment that thing attacked me and pretty much dropped me to three hit points. I think it was in one attack. I was like, oh no, I'm in danger. I had some scares for the first fight with the bug in the tunnel where I think you nearly went down. Josh nearly went down. Everyone else was running away. And then it was Dree screaming at a at a bug <laughs> to try and get it to go away because we had nothing. Very mean to you at the start. But you all went with it and thrived, so I have no regrets. For me, it wasn't uh scary but it was thrilling when dress was trying to get the item from the horde of the dragon uh, that was like, yeah yeah yes. yeah this is to happen everybody hands up yes that was like <gasps> please let it happen yes i'm so sorry i put my name as dress in my <laughs> in my bio <laughs> Whoops. And I follow, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Three. That's fine. As we okay. all know, I'm terrible at pronouncing people's names. It took me four sessions to get to Salem, right? Even though Nat had it spelled out in the Zoom call. Actually, for a, for a moment, it was like, did I call it wrong the whole episode? Yeah, no, we, we were all calling you Dree, but it was actually dressed the entire time. I was wearing a pretty dress. You didn't notice. <laughs> like when you're reading like a trilogy of books, and you've been reading a character's name like the same way, and then you chat to someone about the book, and they they tell talk to you about the character, and you're like, who? Yeah. <laughs> what I think is even worse is when you've read a book series, and then the book series gets made into a TV adaptation or into a video game or something. And then you find out that most of the stuff that you said was completely wrong. I'm <laughs> the way you've read it. Out, I'm also going to throw out here the Baldur's Gate video game. Did did a campaign with Niall with it recorded on this channel where that Maglobiot was a whole thing. How is it pronounced in the game? Maglobiot. <laughs> threw me through an absolute loop. Yeah. I mean, well, there's so many things in that game that, like, pronunciation-wise, like, uh, Miss Drana was the big one for me because we just finished... Mithranor, as we called it. And I was like, what? This is not, ah! And, and Corallon, instead of Corellon as well. Um, I, I, I I had to like look up so many things that I thought I knew before giving actors pronunciations because they changed so many things and I was sad. <laughs> I say changed. As Mike says, you look at a book, you see how something's written, you make assumptions. Exactly. Who'd like to roll the next? Did it, did everybody answer this? Would the scariest moments? I was thinking about it. I think because because I was playing his character that the entire time was just like wow, wow, wow. I don't necessarily know if I was scared because I was just like, oh, what's this? <laughs> I'm gonna push this uh, button. What does it do? Yeah. <laughs> The dragon was a particular like, oh, I don't think we're ready for this. I don't know what would have happened if we'd have decided. To, I think we would have been sent straight to a reset quite quickly with that dragon. 
I think, well, with with the dragon, um, I, I realized as well, actually, sidebar, we, um, I said in the final episode that um, Ashnan Karo, the dragon's name, was um, was a thingy. Ah, brain has lost anagram. the word. And thank you. Uh, you know, words just fall out of your head. Um, Ashnan Karo was an anagram, which we didn't actually say on the stream. But as soon as we finished, um, Ali got it. So I don't know if you want to say, Ali... So uh, just in case nobody got it from our lovely fans, it was Sarah Connor. At the beginning, I thought it was like Chronos something because it was like time related. But then I was like, wait a minute. And I think you gave us a lot of uh, references to Terminator. But in my mind, I was associating this with Matrix because Matrix Revolutions. Mm. Yeah, so yeah. it was like a, like a red herring, right? But then just on point. Yeah, well done. You got it. You got it. I mean, I didn't want to play her too much like Sarah Connor. I wanted to play her like a dragon. Um, but uh, but yeah, the, the point being that, you know, she's a, a, a person that the the creature, the centipede creature was kind of consistently going and attacking. Um, I think for um, for the, the dragon, um, yeah, I wanted her to have that sense of threat, but I, I always knew that she was intended to be an ally. So if you'd if you got to her earlier, like she, obviously she had a stat block, you could have fought with her if it, if things had gone wrong. But I, in the scope of a four-parter, I probably would have tried to push things to a peaceful resolution, even if you'd gone like full jump off a cliff with it, um, just for time. If if we were playing like an open-ended campaign, then you know, whatever. Like you, it takes however many like loops it takes for you to befriend the dragon and get her on side because you need her help uh kind of thing um for for me the the scariest moment i think was was as a like i, I know i've been doing this a while now but still relatively new dm and being a little bit of a, a control freak like going into this going okay i know in my head not exact timings for everything but i know what will happen each loop if the players do nothing and where things are going to be and i know there's going to be um like certain things for them to find and certain story beats i want them to uncover but then also trying to get out of my own head and going but i also want them to play i want them to like party and explore and um like go oh, okay how can i prod this what can i do here how does this work and basically like, I've invented a machine and you're kind of taking a wrench to it to open it apart and find out the nitty gritty of it. And coming up with that on the fly was scary for me. But um, but you're all wonderful, curious people. Like some of the moments where like Ali, you're, you're very good at finding the thing that I have not planned for. And, and I love you for that because that's it, I think it's important as a DM to be kept on your toes in that kind of way <laughs> sorry uh, no don't apologise I think that I, <laughs> you could probably tell watching it back which like notes and audio logs and things I'd prepared and which ones I was coming up with on the fly <laughs> but you got the information you needed so who cares I think yeah I think just going back to the Terminator bit for a minute, I think it would have been 
very on the nose if you'd had the noise that the creature made as it came down be dun 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 yeah i didn't, I didn't want to go like that on the nose but it was uh i wanted enough of it to feel like that sort of um threaten a uh, threat that's just completely dispassionate and like okay i'm gonna add you to my list bang done this 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 just like really uh single-minded focus in the in the way that i just from reading about the inevitables and uh, and also the the way that um chris had portrayed the ones that have appeared in other roll together campaigns um yeah it just really reminded me of that kind of terminator mindset so i wanted to get those references in there i'm glad you picked up on that yes Woo, who who where who what with where what when would like to roll the next dice I didn't even get my dice because Evie was like, I've got one. I can prepare. How I all do? Um, it's going to be digital. Digital dice. Dun, dun, dun. 11. 11 digital dice. Dun, dun. This is another question for everyone. What was your overall favourite moment? Curiosity going up the elevator to the outside world that 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 moment was absolutely lovely yes that was that was one of my favorites as a um just like yeah just as a, a player like that little character moment that you had and the whole bittersweetness of it and the and i didn't, I didn't want to like be mean to you but it felt like yeah, very, very poignant being able to give you that that beautiful scene in and amongst all of the, the chaos that you've had. Um, it felt like it came at the right time for, for for curiosity as a character and the campaign as a whole. So I'm really glad that you did that because I know you're a bit like, but if I do this, am I going to derail the plot? <laughs> I didn't want to be that guy. <laughs> it's just like, peace. <laughs> and then just like waddle off somewhere. <sighs> it was just funny. It just made total sense. But that was that was one of the things that I had accounted for. It's like the fact that there is an escape, and um, but the time will re reset anyway. Um, so of course you can you can try and run up that uh, that lift and try and run as far as you can across the mountains, but you're gonna end up back in the cupboard. So it was it was okay. It's fine for you to do that. Go frolic in the uh, in the woods for a bit and come back. <laughs> Mine's got to be between. Evie and Ali with just just the amount of as you briefly sort of mentioned it like the just so out there like turns and changing the minds or just doing something so like like Evie with the dragon she's been ah I'm just gonna steal it like just no question no like tentative hints <laughs> or anything like that just like I'm gonna take it and then all of us just like yep okay we're doing this <laughs> And I just loved it. And it was the same with Ali, like, with the party and just as random. And re a really subtle one that I thought was delightful um, was Ali making Sassy scared of the dark. And it was just so <laughs> subtle and it happened a couple of times. And I just thought it was really lovely because it was such a classic, vivid way of showing the character, like, feeling and thinking and becoming something because that is like what is bar happiness chaos stuff like that being afraid of something when you're not supposed to feel or think it's so 
perfect. You know, it shows exactly what's going on in the, the automaton's head, which is like, oh, I don't like this. I'm not supposed to not like this, but I don't. And it was really interesting in the response from everybody. I think my favorite, apart from, I mean, I, I loved the um, the development you all had and the, all of those little moments of building characters and pushing the boundaries of what is it to feel? But I think the, like one of my favorite moments was um, Josh's little face when you realized I'd given you a Megazord to play with. <laughs> you oh, were so, so excited and I, I was very pleased because that was the reaction I would have had. <laughs> For anybody who knows who knows me, I am a massive Power Rangers fan. So you know the fact that I got to play with a Megadorus was just I was just like, Wee. <laughs> I think for me, as soon as I knew that it was going to be like a Terminator, but it kind of felt like a like a like a big monster compared to all of you. I it was just one of the when I was planning it, um, one of those moments where I kind of woke up in the morning one day and I was like kaiju battle they need it they need a big big robot but what you really mean is you woke up going dun, 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 dun. yeah yeah exactly more time yeah <laughs> who who I, I mean I don't want to speak for everyone else I also was a massive Power Rangers fan and I used to when I was little I I got the the, the pink shorts and the white um like tie front uh jean jacket thing so i could be like the pink ranger because it's toys. not like other toddlers no, i didn't like the pink ranger yeah no, that's fair that i never I, I never got into it but niall did we all i'm sure everybody knows of niall um decided one night um we dad had a couple of soft drinks very soft <laughs> many soft drinks um, and I'd gone to bed and then Niall decided it was a good idea to sit and watch six, seven hours worth of Power Rangers on my um, Prime account, uh, well, streaming account. And so I spent about three months slowly trying to like get rid of Power Ranger recommendations because that was my entire like front page on my streaming site was just like porridge 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 because he had gone through like three different types watching all the seasons of them um that was the power rangers is a lot of power rangers yeah That's it was and it really screwed my algorithm up for quite a time. <laughs> incredible uh evie what was your favorite moment uh, mine was the elevator you said that didn't you so yeah. I think it's just me, isn't it? I've brain remembering people, things that have said is uh, my favourite moment was um, Ali, the moment that uh, DM24221 realised that they were sassy. That was my favourite moment. <laughs> Attitude and name. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, and a selfish one as well was when I got my little ball. I was like, I must protect child. I mean, we'd we'd spoken about it super like like briefly beforehand in in private messages about your your steel defender. Um, so I knew that you kind of were thinking of the, the the little rolly ball as the the main thing, but a steel defender could be quite a big thing. Mm. Um, 
so uh so yeah for um for, for the audience's benefit i messaged josh being like okay i've got an idea for you're still defender are you okay to trust me with it and you were like yes please um so i'm i'm grateful that you you went with it because uh I, yeah i had a specific idea of uh of how it looked and it was very cute so yes although it once again cemented your character as uh, as party dad even though you're all robots yeah <laughs> i don't think the voice that i chose helped either <laughs> i tried to mitigate that <laughs> tried to buzz light you and me 10 minutes after i done it i did say if you feel if you want to you can i can't speak spanish but if you want to buzz light you and me you can oh right who'd like to roll the next dice you rolled the last one was it mike I'll do one. It was Ali. Okay, I'll do Mike's doing one now. Oh, natural one. Natural one! How fitting for this. <laughs> Talk together. You get a lot of, uh, a lot of very low rolls. Rolls? What's that word? Rolls. 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 That dice. Um, this one, I think, is... This one's for the players. I think for our particular characters, it's a bit of a weird one to answer but we'll try hopefully with a little bit of dm help from nat as well what's next for your character mm. isn't that a 20 no that's, that's a one on here unless i've unless i've put the order the wrong way around <laughs> probably put the order uh, the, I wrong think way the order around. might have been flipped yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. this is a tricky one for your mm. running ultimate power. <laughs> ultimate power yeah really trying to prevent the doris apocalypse that we saw or the Fey World War, or whatever it was that we saw in the vision, where we're like the, the apocalypse. Yeah, where we're like the four horsemen of the apocalypse, or the four, four horse doruses. Yeah, should, I mean, should have been five originally. I mean, I I, 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 <laughs> I love, love how that's the... become a joke. I love how I always feel like you're talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Evie also stole the other Doris. It was it was a group project. Yes. Yeah. It was collaborative. Yeah. Um. I. I mean, this is the thing. The thing I, I felt uh, a little bit guilty about at the end, but the, like, the general implication is, you can run, but they will keep coming. Like the the nona roots, as I I can't remember if I said that in the the actual campaign or not. I the creature I named it a nona root. Because it was sort of originally going to be a nonatron, nonaton, which is one of the um, the higher up modrons. But then I wanted to make it give it elements of the inevitables as well. I think you did mention so, it. I think yeah. I think we had a conversation with the creature, and it mentioned the name. Yeah, cool. So the nonarute that came down into Nexus was like the first one. The reason that the nonarute didn't. Um, just teleport in right next to the time rescue device was because of the anti-magic field surrounding Nexus Arts. That's why you were protected. That's why it took 28 minutes because that was like as long as it takes for it to port outside and then come in and crawl down the, the lift shaft and, and um, head in. Um, so as soon as you leave the facility they know exactly where you are because they know where the Luma Idraith is so they will keep because as soon as like in the future 
as soon as the future hasn't changed, if you're like, right, I'm going to send you back to fix this thing. And as soon as that person's gone, if time keeps going forward and you've not noticed any changes, then you know that they failed because of the nature of time. So they would have just kept sending them after you until they couldn't remember what a Lumera Draith was. Um, so as soon as you exit the anti-magic field in Nexus, another one would appear and you probably had enough fight left in you to fight another one because, you know, quite frankly, you nailed that fight uh, against <laughs> it in the facility, which is great. But another one would appear not long after and another one and you would not have time to long rest. So the eventually you would get into a bit of a loop of having to let them destroy it but it's their lawful logical magic so it would go back and eventually you'd have to get into a position where either you could in that short time period find a way to contact Dr. Durrani and sort it out also whilst being like attacked and blown up by these creatures or destroy it yourself sending yourselves back so yeah it gets into a bit of a confusing time loop but i love the fact that you did run because it's you know it's the most punk thing to do um wasn't that one of the things anyway yeah wasn't that one of the things that we said that we try and do was find dr Durrani to try and help us is that one of the things that might be something that we could all try and do mm-hmm. i mean she's in a in a plane of existence that's being torn apart at the moment but uh someone needs to save her because i want to play her again <laughs> I mean, Arcana's not doing much, and you know we could have spliced mines. So maybe there's something there that could. Maybe there's something there. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I did in in a talking as a free action. I did with Tom. One of the questions that I got asked was, "Which two characters do you ship?" And I did say Doctor Durrani and Arcana. <laughs> <laughs> I did say them too. So I'd like to see them again. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I've said it before. I don't. I don't know if there's a romantic thing there, but I, there's definitely a like. What if we go and explore the universe and solve science together? Yeah. There was definitely a like that the the relate the friendship that could have been for sure. Yeah. All of my characters are non-romanceable, just as standard. So Ike was kind of getting more of a murderous, scientific, mad scientist, mother-daughter vibe going on. Interesting. <laughs> sort of or uh, like uh, seeds, you know, they always come in pairs. Then one has to die. Ooh. Oh, you're an apprentice. That's 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 very dark. Oh, I like that. That's dark. But you know, if somehow Palpatine can return. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have. I have sort of. Um, with uh, Jakarth, I, when Jakarth last appeared in Trusted Glass, I changed his subclass, so he was the one that, the, sub, the ranger subclass that like finds portals and stuff and teleports, and the, my reasoning for that was that Arcana trained him to hunt portals, so does that now mean that Jakarth is now a Sith? And Arcana is the Sith Master? Hmm, I'm, mm. I'm running with this, and I'm also going to say that Arcana is working in a way to bring Durrani back. No one else, just, just, just Durrani. She was interesting. <laughs> I knew you for a bit, and you seemed 
cool and totally okay with just murdering that guy. So yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, the dice chose you. They said you were cool. What? That's I, how it works. <laughs> I wash my hands out of this situation. I just <laughs> put Eddie on the table. This is not on me. I mean, mind splicing would explain why you're trying to get Dr. Tarani back. Mm. <laughs> mm. What if mind there was splicing? a slice? I mean, like, yeah, mind splicing and portals to different dimensions and, uh, like, time loops and stuff. It's, it's all, like, yeah, it's just wizard shit, right? So, dumb Listen, wizard shit. I need Nora to come back and bring Arcana onto her villain era. Right? I need it. It's, yeah. It, yeah. I mean, you, you have form with villain eras, Evie. So, I feel like... <laughs> No, I've been wanting to do an evil campaign. I'm just saying We need it. We need it. But but Evie, the thing is though, is that you can't play all of the evil characters. Yes, I can. You can't <laughs> tell me I can't. Is that a challenge? I will take over all of your characters. That'd be fun to try and edit that. Tom Tom already wants to try and do a, a talking uh talking as a free action where it's just him. <laughs> well, that's sad. Um, what about four DMs, one player? Ooh. 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 Too many cooks, too many cooks. <laughs> Can you imagine the argument? Oh, god, <laughs> you, you, you enter a dungeon. No, it is a restaurant. No, I, it's a mountain. I'd just like to point out that it is currently in this chat at the minute four DMs and one player. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And, and that doesn't even count because Evie DMs off air. So. Um... Not anymore, I don't. I hate organizing things. <laughs> fair, 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 fair. <laughs> I have DM'd historically. I have been known to I DM. No, I have dipped my toes into the DMing. Evie DM in 2024? Oh, hell no. I do not DM online. Oh, okay. Put it in the I chat. <laughs> We do not bully people into doing things on this channel. No, we're not. We're not. We're not doing that. We we suggested it. Evie said no, so we'll leave it like that. So please remove your comments from the chat. <laughs> but but I can guarantee, Evie villain era twenty twenty four. Oh yeah. And every year is my villain era. Every that, year. That sounds like a Taylor Swift album title. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm loving it. Right, so I think we've got enough time for two more questions. Uh, who has just two? Ju just two, maybe more, depending on how quick fire we go. So, who would like to roll the next D twenty? I've done it. Too late. Too slow. Seven. Awesome. I'd like to point out that with how I have my Zoom call, I've got it so each of us are sort of like layered on top of each other, and each of you have rolled it in the order that you are on my screen from bottom to top. <laughs> so, I find That's that quite funny. Anyway, seven. This is for everyone. Ooh, interesting. Okay. Which NPC gets the MVP award? Oh, I feel like it's got to be your little ball. It's got to be. Yeah. Little tart. It's a little noise. It's just... Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't do that. <laughs> I had I'm... to do an audition the other day, just complete sidebar. I had to do an audition the other day that was just pure animal noises. And the, I, it, so I was just sit, like sat in my booth for about 20 minutes going, ah, 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 and 
just felt like completely unhinged by the end of it and then having to edit it and go what am i doing <laughs> who am i <laughs> amazing sorry ali you were saying so actually i have a question for uh josh your character thinker had a um some issues with the language what was that about that was i I thought to myself, because I knew with the messages that I'd had with Nat beforehand regarding the Steel Defender, that I knew that the Steel Defender would be something that I'd get later on. And with the how the character sheets and the leveling up system worked as well, I wouldn't be able to fully utilise the Steel Defender as, a, as an actual class thing until we got our level 6 abilities. So I thought, and I always had this idea that the thing like originally my idea was was that i would open like a cavity in my body somewhere probably like on my head or in in the center of the eye or something and then the steel defender would pop out so i thought well if i don't have it then tinker technically isn't complete so that so he was glitching or they were sorry they were glitching while they didn't have little top with them and then as soon as i got top that's when the um, language barrier and the uh, sort of speech impediment, as it were, stopped. That's where that came from. A little character quirk. Wasn't it? Was a nice little subtle thing as well, because I think it took the rest of the players a little moment to cotton on that it was a, a bit that you were doing, which was cool. Yeah. Nice. It was cute. Yes. Uh, NPC for me was. Doctor Hippie Man Bindu Bindel Bindel, Bindel. that's it Doctor Bindel even though he was dead but the flashbacks that we had where he was like proper cool cool and chill man it was like that was I I said this afterwards in the Stars and Wishes but the even though we never met any of the NPC any of the like um, people that worked at Nexus Arts Nat did such a good job of making us care about them, that when we found them dead, especially when we found um, Sassy's one, I can't remember what her name is, Minari? Minari. Minari, when we found Minari towards the end, and I was like, oh, I was really hoping she was going to get out. <laughs> really hoping they. she didn't. They, sorry. I was really hoping that they would get out, and they didn't, and I was like, oh. Everybody's dead, Dave. Sorry. Sorry. But we know one person who got out. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to say, neither Tusk nor any of the previous party members in normal, in regular Nexus, notified the the, the relatives to get the bodies out. <laughs> ah. So they did. I feel like. Oh uh, no! I covered this super, super briefly in my very first introduction um just kind of a sweeping like well it's been left to to sit for a little while but basically tusk escaped and the uh, the previous party did notify the lords alliance to let them know but tusk basically bribed them to say there was nothing uh, like useful down there so it's not a priority because he was going to send a strike team down to go and get the the time rescue device uh, which is why the um, the inevitables knew that they had to they had to strike at the time that they did 
um, before the the team mobilized. Um, so I, I don't think that end bit was super clear, just because I, I know uh, some of the stuff towards the end it had to rush a little bit. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mentioned right off the top of the bat that uh, that Tusk had bribed people. Such a nice person. I love Tusk. One day I'm going to have to like actually put him as a as a an NPC you can interact with in a campaign and I'm terrified of that moment because I don't think I'm ever me improvising going to be able to live up to just how much of a smarmy asshole he is. Please give me the opportunity to punch him in the face. Please. So <laughs> what you could do is you could set up Arcana to free Dr. Durrani and then Dr. Durrani could have such could get want to get payback and then they could both hunt down Tusk. Mm-hmm. Ooh. With other fair, people. Dr. Durrani thought Tusk was an absolute tool but was mostly like, well, you know, he's giving me money so I get to do my experiment, so kind of didn't care. Alternative yeah. idea. Arcana and Durrani manipulate Tusk for their own means. That's the Ooh. timeline that would actually happen. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's too stupid to know. They're too clever. So we're yeah. setting up Durrani and Arcana to be the BBEGs of the Rod Together universe of the of the uh, next Avenger style event. Yeah. Where yeah. we, we plan it? We've got to deal with Clumvor first. <laughs> yes. Although, <laughs> although going by trust and glass, we we've, we've seen what happens when you deal That's with Clumvor. That is true. Yeah. Not necessarily <laughs> a good thing. Yes. Right. Uh, I, I did, did. Did we actually answer the question? I don't think we did. Did we? I, I answered. <laughs> I answered. MVP. Never kind of agreed that Tut was the yeah. one. Yeah. Tut, yeah. Tut was the MVP. MVP. It might have Honestly, been. It might have been Ashron Caro, but um, you had a party, so you didn't have enough time to talk to her properly. That's fair. <laughs> I was angry. One more question. Yeah. Roll, roll that, that dice. Rolling that dice. That is a natural twenty. Oh. Were there any stories or elements from? This is for the DM. Were there any stories or elements from other books, films, plays, games that inspired you writing this campaign? We obviously know that Terminator is one of them. I wonder what they could have been. Does anyone want to shout out the other super obvious one? I want to say Groundhog Day, but yeah. but I'm a massive Stargate fan, and uh, there is an episode of Stargate SG One and an episode of Stargate Atlantis where they get caught in a time loop and they basically just mess around the entire time. So that's where my brain kept going because I've not actually it's, seen Groundhog Day. It's a classic sci-fi trope, you know. What? And to my shame, I also have not seen it, but I've seen the musical, which is very good. Um, and it's, it's one of those films that was always on my list and you know you know the concept and it's been obviously like iterated on so many times um technically uh more so than groundhog day um there is a there's a video game called the outer wilds that um i, I don't know evie's nodding mike's nodding um that is a beautiful beautiful game if you've not played it please go into it. it won um bafta awards a few years back but it has the same core mechanic um it's, it's kind of spoilers i guess uh but um but you have the same it's, it's a roguelike mechanic basically like you you learn stuff that 
you get another chance you need to keep going but there's um okay if you've not played the game and you know that you're going to just like mute me until i flail okay so no spoilers got it mute it now okay so in um in the outer wilds the whole like every i think it's 23 minutes in that game but everything just suddenly like the the sun explodes and you just get that slow dawning like the sky changes and you start hearing a rumble and everything suddenly slows down uh, is what i wanted to capture with the whole time warping and looping effect um and i thought it was really cool so that's what i wanted to put in flail come back to us come back to us i just realized it's the first time that anybody seen me on camera without headset on yeah it looked really weird <laughs> it looked really weird i mean it looked really thank normal thank you evie <laughs> 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 Spoilers, Josh has ears. I, I have ears and a very round head. Pretend I have tact and charisma, please. Nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they were the, they were the main ones. Um, Terminator, Groundhog Day, uh, The Outer Wilds. A little bit of The Matrix as well um, with, with the ideas of like uh, you know, well, all, all all of the films where there is a threat of AI uh, wars and uh, like machine revolutions and that kind of thing, and the ethics of it and how it starts. Yes. So I was just mentioned this that uh, the centipede robots were um, repeating one and again. We are inevitable, and that is also Smith uh, telling Neo in Matrix. So that was I was like, is this a Matrix thing? Is this a a um, Terminator thing, but yeah, I think all those little bits that were like just lovely, and at least for me, were like so endearing, and I don't know, yeah, so um, nostalgic. Mm -hmm. that's, that's the word. Yes, I think there's a certain era of those, uh, like late eighty, late seventies through to early nineties sci-fi and action films that yeah. sit very close to my heart. Uh, so yeah, I'm glad that you got those. I think one other one other time loop based game that I'd like to add as a comparison, which is probably people are going to think, "Why? Well, why really?" The moon in Majora's Mask was the centipede. Mm -hmm. Legend of Zelda: Majora's Mask. It, that's that sort of felt that way, even though we, even though obviously Majora's Mask isn't very sci-fi heavy, but. You know, a lot of the stuff that you do in that game in those three days before the time, before you have to play your song and reset the time is always pretty much the same. So, yeah, gave me those yeah. vibes as well. For anybody who's played Majora's Mask, if if not, I will spoil the entire game now. Take your headphones off, please. <laughs> if you're not, what are you doing? Go. Yeah. <laughs> right now. Go and play it, please. Finish and then go. Finish, I did, subscribe, I... and then go. <laughs> I did want to give a shout out to my husband Chris for helping my brain with all the time loop shenanigans. Like we're, we're also both like massive Doctor Who fans as well, um, and my my voice booth is a TARDIS. Uh, you can't see the door, the wrong the other side. But um, yeah, but there were there were quite a few times where we sat down and had a proper like let's crunch the the logic of this out to make sure that I've got it right because um, I don't mind if you come at me with like oh here's this narrative thing that um, you've not thought of because that I can improv on the fly 
and I'm not saying that anything that we did was scientifically accurate because it's magical <laughs> science, but I wanted to make sure that there was at least a logic to it that you could understand enough to then play with it. So um, yes, thank you to my dear darling husband for, for helping me compute because there was a lot of moments where I was like, wait, what have I done? Ah! That's the thing though, if, if anybody ever comes at you and goes, you know, that doesn't make sense with things that I've watched previously and all of this sort of stuff, you can just go, yeah, but magic, innit? It's magic, innit? It's magic. Right. I think that's about all for tonight. Does anybody have any last words before I go through the outro tr- uh, outro spiel while I find the outro spiel? My words just went, my tongue just went, blah, 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 then. I mean, that was quite a choice selection of final words from you, that Josh. Was. I don't know if anything we say would be as iconic or poignant, to be honest. No. No? Just, you know, keep watching. We are inevitable. But we are not Thanos. But not Thanos. No. Unless... Or Agent Smith. Is there somebody going around the Roll Together universe picking up the Roll Together version of the Infinity Stones? Who knows? I mean, what what do you think has been happening with all of the tabaxis over the last two years? Mm. <laughs> Can Fluffles get in on that if there's ultimate power on that end <laughs> play? <laughs> Fluffles can stay put in her corner and stay away from any power whatsoever. We don't trust her. <laughs> How you make her still recovering from that? She's just a little kitty cat. Uh-huh. Nothing to be disgustful of here. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, thank you very much, everybody, for joining us for today's episode of Talk Together Nexus Revolutions. Uh, if you like what you're watching, you can find us on Mondays and Tuesdays for D and D stuff. Uh, we are currently streaming Mike's game on. Will be the next game that will be starting. Uh, Mike is currently not feeling very well, so I will not ask Mike to spoil anything unless you want to. Well, there's not very much. I'm playing a dangerous game with myself, which is, as I learn about the characters that are going to be playing in the game, I'm actually writing the story. So it'll this is... be absolutely terrifyingly. Well, I did something simili- similar with Evie, and it went okay-ish, so I'm trying it again. <laughs> this was filmed before... This episode of Talk Together was filmed before Christmas, so it makes perfect sense that you know, Mike. It's not like Mike. Mike is. You know, <laughs> it's not like we're filming tomorrow and you're still writing. Yeah, it's not <laughs> like that. No, <laughs> definitely not. Uh, Tuesday I'm, is, is currently. <laughs> I think. I think a lot of us have done. Have been there before where we've done that, like an hour before. Uh, Tuesdays is our a wreckage of myth Draenor rerun, which is going to be going on until the end of March, and then we've got something new starting. And Fridays we have, again, because this is just before Christmas, um, still something that we've not quite worked out yet, but there is something there. So join us on Fridays, Mondays, Tuesdays and Fridays from 6pm UK time. Uh, you can also find all of our stuff on YouTube and podcast by searching Roll Together RPG, social media, Roll Together RPG. And thank you again to our D20 club. They are fantastic. Without them, we would not be able to do what we are able to do. And also massive thank you to our sponsors and supporters. And because this is Talk Together, we always say the ultimate words 
always stay classy at the table. Bye-bye.